time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Welcome in, folks, to a, a low-tech edition of the Hive O'Clock Alarm, doing this uh, remotely uh, from beautiful Naples, Florida. But I am joined uh, back in Charlotte by my good friend and co-host, David Walker. David, uh, that was a tough one yesterday. That was a, a little brutal. Not a great day to start. Not a great way to start your Sunday, Doug. Um, a lunchtime disaster, you might call it. Not, 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 not the way a lot of people want to see it go down. <clears throat> now the, the the Hornets lose uh, to the Washington Wizards, uh, a team that was without their superstar in John Wall and without Bradley Beal for a majority of this game. They lose 113-98. Clifford, after the game, David said they were a step slow. I mean, they were doing simple things on defense uh, they, they couldn't seem to accomplish, like blocking out or, or preventing transition buckets, uh, keeping guys out of the paint. And, you know, the quote, uh, we hear this from Clifford a lot uh, during uh, some of these losses, but it never rang more true than yesterday afternoon. He said, we have to be ready to play. And, and he wasn't ready to use daytime game as an excuse. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't think he should. Well, you can go ahead. I mean, they're over four in games played during the daylight hours this year, I believe. I mean, he shouldn't use it as an excuse. It was a factor, I think, but, uh, you know, two, two teams showed up, two teams had to play. One was clearly not ready and that was the Hornets. And that's, he sounded like a broken record and I'm sure we are too, but, it's the same old stuff you've seen, which is probably why I wasn't really surprised to see them play that way. I mean, I don't know what the deal is, um, but they got to get it figured out because, as Clifford said, you don't know when you're going to play games in the playoffs. They very well could be played while the sun is still shining. So you better get it figured out first because you're going to play teams that are a lot better than the Washington Wizards. Doug, what did you think of, you know, there were two times uh, at the end of the second quarter, end of the first half, and end of the third quarter, Ramon Sessions took the ball the length of the court and, and, and got a layup. I missed the first one, but he made the second one. And I was just like, you know, he, he Ramon is never afraid to drive in, but nobody wanted to stop him. And once he got into the paint, of course, he had free reign. I mean, what did you notice that? Did you say anything to yourself and those two things happened, or was it just more of the same in your eyes? Well, oh, David, I don't want to stroke your ego, but I like what you said on Twitter. It, it's a want-to issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that not only goes for those Ramon Session buckets, but also uh, all of the points that Marcin Gortat uh, scored inside. He was 10 of 11 from the field for 21 points and 13 rebounds. There's a, there is a missing physicality on this team, David. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what it is, and I don't know who can step up and, and play that role in the playoffs, but the playoffs are going to be a lot more physical than the brand of basketball that we're seeing right now. And on the defensive end, mm-hmm. you just don't have anyone, whether it's Al Jefferson or, or Frank Kaminsky or Cody Zeller, who are stepping up and being that physical presence. I mean, Zeller, he only got 16 minutes in this game, and it was because he was being just physically outmatched by Gortat on the interior. And, you know, and then in terms of, you know, off-ball defense, I mean, Jefferson just, just could not react fast enough uh, he was definitely a step slow 
on defense, but the guards as well, just allowing that initial penetration to kill the Hornets on defense. Uh, points in the paint. I mean, the numbers bear it out. 50 points in the paint for the Washington Wizards, and then only 22. The Hornets could not uh, really get the ball inside, and, and it cost them this game, David. So, yeah, I, I think there's just yeah. a missing physicality. I don't know if you, you see the same thing. Yeah, that's been the big thing. And you think about, you know, MKG, that's something that he brings to this team. That's something that kind of has been left to Marvin Williams a little bit, I think, you know, and that's hard for him to, to bring it. I think it's, it has to be a group effort. And when Cody doesn't bring any of that from him and, you know, there's not a whole lot of other choices, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a question for you, Doug. There's a lot of talk about Al Jefferson, of course, um, and, and Spencer Hall's only got four minutes. Uh, yesterday, uh, Frank, of course, got 30, played well, 18 and 11. But do you think Clifford, I mean, because to me, do you think he's going to give Hall more time? Because I think it's pretty much going to be try big out first, you know, spot situations. I just don't see him saying we're going to roll Spencer Hawes out there for 30 minutes and run the, you know, run the offense through him. That's obviously not going to happen. But, you know, moving forward in the playoffs, what do you think his role is going to be? Yeah, it's a good question, and I was it's, it's funny you ask that because I was thinking about that before uh, we went live. We're actually doing this uh, live on Block Talk Radio. We didn't advertise it, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's how we're doing it. Um, but uh, Al Jefferson, uh, four of nine against Brooklyn, didn't really look uh, in rhythm offensively coming off that, that great second half where we talked about, oh, this could be a bounce back for Al Jefferson, you know, getting back into an offensive rhythm. He, he, he goes four of nine against Brooklyn and then three of eight in this game against Washington. And he had that just terrible end to the third quarter. And, and you know, the, the Hornets went back to him and went back to him and he, and he just couldn't produce. And, and he only, he, in the past two games, David, he only has one trip to the line. So you can deal with, you know, a couple of missed shots here and there. If, if you're big, if your offensive big is getting to the line and he's not doing that. And so, yeah, I think, if you're Steve Clifford, though, you still have to look at this and go, Al Jefferson at his best, or even good, is going to give you a better chance to win a ball game that Spencer Hawes at his best, or Spencer Hawes good. Right. So you have to right. try Al Jefferson. But yeah, if if the Hornets are down 0-2 in in the first round of a playoff series, and Al Jefferson is continuing to shoot, you know, 37 to to 40 percent, then I think you have to try something it will be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Frank Kaminsky. He really is playing well, 12-6 and six in his last five games, shooting uh, 49% from the field, but more importantly, 47% from beyond the arc. Frank is, is aggressive, and after the game, he said he really feels like he's in a rhythm, and uh, he had 18 points to lead the team against Washington and 11 rebounds, including two offensive rebounds and and he really looks like he's starting to to not only get it but but feel like hey I belong you know and forget strength you know I belong on this court yeah I think he's still showing some some issues down low but like you mentioned with strength hopefully that comes with time and and getting in the gym putting on a little more weight but as far as everything else and, and again we said it this year as far as everything else particularly outside shooting I mean that's what they were looking for from him this year, I think. I mean, anything else that he can give them is, is gravy on top of that. But, 
it comes down to this, though, for me. I mean, he can't be your leading scorer. <laughs> you know, I mean, not right now. No, not when you got. Right. Not when you have Kimball Walker, Batum, even Al Jefferson um, out there. I mean, Kemba. That's what, and that's another thing for me. You know, look at his line: sixteen, seven, three. I mean, not horrible, but not a Kimball Walker like effort. Only four of eleven from the field, and scored only um, sixteen points there. So I mean. This team does not win when they don't shoot well. You've highlighted that before. They did not shoot well yesterday. They did not score 100 points, which is it's kind of a benchmark for any winning team, but especially for this team who does well when they score 100 points. And on top of that, they couldn't stop Washington. So it was, you know, the shooting's not always going to be there, and that's what Clipper said. It's a good team. They've got good players. They've got excellent chemistry, but they're not good enough to just go out there and, and play and, and shoot and think they're going to shoot their way out of every – situation you know Lynn only had one point yesterday Jeremy Lamb only had three points so they've got to bring it on defense first of all and then you know let the offense find find its way which it never did yesterday well and let's let's not gloss over what you just said there Jeremy Lynn one point oh six from the field and Jeremy Lamb only got a few spot minutes because it looks like Clifford going back to the Troy Daniels well uh, and Troy Daniels Mm -hmm. didn't shoot the ball well two of seven from the field for six points but these are guys in Jeremy Lin and Jeremy Lamb that were helping the Hornets in the first half of the season shoot their way out of ball games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's just a fact. I mean, they they were they were not playing well defensively in, in certain uh, uh, parts of after December. Really, they they didn't play well defensively, but they were able to put enough enough offense on the floor with guys like Lin and Lamb playing well. And, and now they're just simply not. And so the Hornets have to figure out some kind of physical, defensive mentality uh, because this is not the same team, and teams always evolve. This this always happens, and and especially young teams and especially teams that turn over half their roster, things are going to change. And you just hope that the switch flips for these guys, that they understand, okay, we're not the same team that we were before the All-Star break. So really, even after the All-Star break, we have to figure out something different if we have any chance of winning a playoff series. And and we look ahead now to the standings. The Hornets now a full game back from the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, two games back from Atlanta. So they they are uh, eliminated from the three seed. And essentially, by my math, and again, I was a uh, uh, a comm major, so forgive me if my math is, is a little off here, but I don't think they can get the fourth seed either because there's two remaining for every team, and they need to be a full game clear of Miami or Boston, yeah. and Miami and Boston play the final regular season game. So one of those teams has to win. Right. <laughs> now, I do right, know that. Right. I may not they be a math major, but I do know that. <laughs> they, needed, uh, they needed the Heat to lose last night, I believe, to, to keep any hope alive of home court. And that was another. That was my next question for you, Doug. I mean, well, it's not possible now. So, so we're saying, it looks like home court is out of the question. So right. you're, you're dealing five or six, and in my mind, you'd rather be six, right? <laughs> I'm asking that question and asking a question at the same time. But I think if you're going to be fifth or sixth, you might as well be six and take your chances with whatever matchup you get, knowing that you would not have to play the Cavs in the second round. And again, I mean, this is looking ahead, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but Hey, why not? Uh, you know, if you're looking at positives to take from this, I think you might as well be six. I mean, at this point, it, it doesn't really matter to me. What do you think? Well, I think, you know, 
Clifford's not looking at it like that because he wants the team playing well. And, and I think you – Yeah, yeah, that's really, the most important thing. That's the most important right. thing. Now, I think as a fan, yeah, you pro- you probably th- – this idea of wanting to avoid the Cavaliers, but if that comes at the cost of, of losing this extremely important game coming up uh, tonight against uh, Boston at Boston – I mean, that, you know, this has to be a statement for the Hornets. Uh, this has to be a statement win, I, I think. I, I just think if you, if you can't bring some kind of – it doesn't have to be a, a victory, but it just has to – you have to make a statement against a team in Boston that has beaten you twice, that plays really well uh, at home. Uh, they they uh, hold te- – especially defensively, they hold teams to 43% from the field uh, 32% from the three-point line versus 37% on the road for the Celtics. And then they don't allow teams to get to the free throw line, only 25.7 attempts versus 28 attempts on the road. So Boston has a, a really good home defense. So this, I don't, I don't see the Hornets scoring over 100 points in this game. You have to make a statement defensively on the road, I think. Now that, now that home court is gone, you have to prove that you can play well on the road. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it will be very interesting. And um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to this game tonight for sure. Yeah, what were your feelings on this loss yesterday, knowing that that game – I mean, look, if the Hornets had won that game, it, it, they would not have gotten – you know, that, wasn't, that game wasn't necessarily for home court, talking about the Wizards game, right? But it, it would have kept them alive. They still would have needed some help. But there was a lot of frustration – from folks on Twitter and watching, I'm sure, that were just kind of disgusted by the effort, knowing what was at stake and knowing that with a loss it would probably knock them out, which it, which it ended up doing. But were you, you – know, how did you take that, uh, watching it from a fan's point of view or, or uh, you know, an observer's point of view? I mean, I was more upset with the way they played rather than just they lost and now they're in the sixth spot. Well, I mean, you hear guys talk about – playoff seating and home court advantage being important, whether they're talking at practice or after games. Um, but you have to, you have to put some meaning behind those words, right? I mean, you have to, in these, in these pivotal moments against teams that, again, the Washington Wizards were eliminated from the playoffs. They had nothing more to play for and, and they didn't have John Wall and Bradley Beal left with, with that pelvis injury I mean, you just you have yeah. to put some meaning behind those words. Otherwise, you question whether they can get up enough for for the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's extremely concerning, and and I think that's why it makes this. I'm not saying must win, but it's a must play. No. Well. Must play defense. Yeah. That's it. it. You just must play defense. You must rebound. If 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 they if they outshoot you, if Isaiah Thomas. You know, uh, gets a, if one guy gets hot from the three-point line, you can live with that. But you can't let what happened in Washington happen again in Boston, I think. Or, you know, then we start really getting grim on, on the, the hopes of the Hornets making it out of the first round. Well, yeah, that's my thing. Because if you continue that play, if you have a bad showing against Boston, whatever happens against Orlando at home on Wednesday, you play anywhere close to where you played last night and – you know, it'll be another quick exit in the playoffs in my eyes because regardless of who they play, it's going to be a better team. These teams are all going to be better prepared and playing hard. And if the Hornets don't show up, you know, they can beat – I think I think they could beat all three of those teams in a playoff series. But, you know, they could certainly 
get beat handily as well, I think. So they've got to get right. That's got to be the most concerning thing for Clifford, and it sounded like it after the game last night. All right, quick programming note before we get out of here, David. No uh, Tuesday Hive Talk Live and a, no Hive O'Clock Alarm tomorrow as well. Unfortunately, um, uh, life, work, day job getting in the way of that. But uh, you, you definitely want to check out at thehive.com for full coverage, and we'll be on Twitter talking about the game as well. And then we'll, we'll get back on here on Wednesday and make sure to update you on everything that's going on. So we'll talk about this game. It just may be a day late. So, But thanks for hanging there uh, with us here on the Hive O'Clock Alarm. And uh, un- until Wednesday, all hail the teal and purple.